Blog Talk Radio.
And now, Voices of the True Israelites with your host, the Seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Live, Jacquard Radio. Worldwide international radio broadcast, Jacquard Radio, is now on the air. I'll be your host. My name, your seer. Bring our elder in 
and we need our elder with a loud voice to say, Elder, Mr. King of Israel, one of the elders out of camp one. Yaquan beat you that seed right. And Yaquan bless you, see it as well as seed royal. Hallelujah. Yaquan. Hallelujah, Yaquan. Well, you know one thing, the box can't have been written. Curtain hair went up. Yeah, that's a great thing. You did, you did kind of turn that button on on tab talk where the light showed up. Because I, I had a strange feeling that by me putting all these buttons around every, every direction, I, I want to know what we heard or not. Because I'd be having a lot of things to do with Trevor then listen for the Almighty tell me what which way he want me to go and what I got to do. Go to the book. So, Elder, I to tell you one thing. Take your time. Do your part, Mother G up Israel, and the other and Yah and Sierra will be right back listening to you and taking notes. On the international side, over 900,000 strong and counting. And they want to hear some just as Yahweh, but we want to follow the ill lead after he laid down the foundation and how all over the world that can contribute to this ministry, because this ministry is a low stage on the coming of the Almighty Yahweh through his ministry here. We gotta lay the foundation down first. And we're gonna do it. So take your time, Elder, and we'll get me some herbal tea and, and right back and take notes yeah. along with Mother Tia Bezrail will be taking notes. Take your time, Elder, you're on the clock, come out. Well once again as usual, Yahweh bless you, see you, Israel. And thank you for bringing me into tonight's broadcast. And you always hear the elders say it's a great pleasure to be among a cast of over 900,000 listeners that came to hear the words of Yahweh. And that's a good thing. But being such as it may, it's a lot of work to put these words out there. As the seer says, the harvest is plenty, but the labors are few. We're being heard on Pal Talk. That's very clear. That's already been checked. There is a great load out there that needs the work of the temples. The people that work in a temple, starting from camp number one, all the way up to camp number six. All the work is appreciated to get the word of Yahweh out there. Because when we work, we have to remember that this work is done for the benefit of the ministry and first of all, for Yahweh. We have to be aware, we're taught, that by knowing the scriptures and the Bible precepts, we're given this knowledge to know that those out there, they camouflage the evil or confused teaching. And mostly over-loud, overly loud, bump the gums contest for their method of righteous learning. Talk loud, well, you won't want to say anything. Just wait till they be quiet and throw a verse on them, like the senior said. They even try using the Bible scriptures as verbal weapons against us that already know. Because you have to remember, the best is already here. That's right. The best is already here. We're just waiting for the rest to come. And that's the way it is. That's why we say the harvest is plenty, but the labors are few. There's no such thing as the one-eyed Satan. You often hear that mentioned. We've heard this talked about before. The one-eyed Satan is the computer, cell phones, television, and smartwatches. What about the eyes of Yahweh? Look in First Peter. It says, For the eyes of Yahweh are over the righteous, 
and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Yahweh is against them that do evil. Now, with all of these things of evil around us, what do we do? Well, don't forget we were given a choice, as I mentioned before in previous broadcasts. And that choice is in the, in the Bible. It's mentioned in Deuteronomy chapter 3, verse number 19, if you've read that. 19 says, I call on heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live. You see, already the mighty one has gave you a hint at what you should do. Going the right way is the way to life. We're given a choice. One side leads to Yahweh, and the other side leads to Satan. You remember when we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, I think that was verse 3 to 4, it says, verse number 3, but I fear least by any means, as Satan beguiled Eve through his civility. So your mind should be comforted from the simplicity that is in Yahweh the Son. For, for he that cometh preaches another Yahweh, whom we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit which you have not received, or from another gospel which you have not accepted, you might as well bear with him. Because we know, or we all should know that I say, in Second Corinthians, verse number four, chapter four, verse four, it says, And whom the Yahweh of this world had blinded the minds of them which believe not, least the light of the glorious gospel of Yahweh the Son, who is in the image of Yahweh, should shine unto them. Well, of course, if you study with the six anointed camps, you would know exactly who this is. Satan the devil is trying to confuse the minds of the simple. Well, who else said that? Wasn't there a president that says, oh, I like the uneducated. That's because they're easy to talk to. When you're strong in Yahweh's word, you're not so easily deceived because you're strong and flourish in Yahweh's word. And that's an important thing for all the listeners to remember. You have to remember that the non-righteous job is to lead you astray. Like a man I spoke of before that tried to lead the elders straight using lost and confused understanding. But being versed through the seer, I was able to hold that off because we're here to help guide you through all these dark times of loud bump the gums for righteous learning. Rome taught Christianity. We welcome and thank you for this reason for attending another live broadcast of Yahweh's ministry that comes to you live and open to you always with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible, and first and foremost about Yahweh's word, which you see we're often badgered about that, the word of Yahweh. Can you guys get this much information out of this one book? Oh, that's been asked many times by certain preachers, Latter-day Saints, and other people that we have broadcast the word to. It comes from the word of Yahweh, my friends, learning how to connect the Bible books. We talk about your health, the foods you should eat, keeping the Sabbath days, and much more we get from this Bible. We do all this because you have not, and it's the information that you all came to seek and have to look no further because you've now 
found it in the voices of the Israelites, tribe of Yadav, to open unto you from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And the days that were open is Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, having no class on Tuesday unless we have a high day or a special event as we did the previous week. However, we do have a Sabbath class. The top part of Sabbath is Friday. That class time starts at 7.30 to 10.30. And the bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. We have a temple class on that day that starts at 12 p.m. and an online class that starts at 2 to 5 p.m. until the temple members desire to leave. Also, we have a website address. Now, to use this on any search engine, enter tribeyada.com. It's important that you enter it that way, tribeyada.com. And after you click enter, you're going to see a big lion, and under the lion, you're going to see some choices. One will be tithes and offerings. To use this, click PayPal. It's going to say donate with PayPal, step number one. The next step will say click send. To click and send, you enter the amount and also a message if you would like. And if that's done, may Yahweh bless you. After doing this, remember what it says in the book of Psalms, chapter 96, verse 7 and verse number 8. 7 says, Give unto the Yahweh, for your kindred to the people. Give unto the Yahweh glory and strength. 8. Give unto the Yahweh the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Now, I always remind everyone that when you're doing this, you hear me mention this quite often. It says, remember that Yahweh loves that you'll forgive And also, donations to this ministry is greatly appreciated. That you give according to the Bible scriptures and the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse number 30. And once again, read in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. This is done to keep this ministry bringing you, thus says Yahweh Live. Because we're trying to do it by the book, and that book being the Bible. This is done also to build a school, which is very well needed for all the bad teaching that is going on out there today. A banquet hall for our gathering. A radio station where we can reach those from far away and land to grow the health foods that we continue to speak of on this program. Hallelujah. Even on that, while you're there, don't forget to check the calendar. Very important that you do, because it will help keep you, your family, and friends in tune with the feast days that come to us throughout the year, which cannot be determined by the moon, by the stars, or anything like that. It's determined by the calendar on our website. Also, we have a live program, which is a feature that's available during our live broadcast time. And to get there, this time on that search line, enter Yonkwa Radio Live. On your cell phone, computer, or whichever device you have. After clicking enter, look for the voices of the Trizalites. Try the job down. And click the red live button as soon as it appears. It'll put you right into our live online broadcast. Also, we have a few numbers you can call with Yonkwa in mind. The first being our live conference room number, which is 319-527-6065. The other is 224-600-5579.
Now, this would be our international number where you could call and leave a message on those Bible scriptures that you may have questions on, which can be answered by any one of the six or nine accounts of Yahweh's ministry. Now, also in saying that, do not call this number trying to teach. I'll have to remind you, you won't hear a discouraging click followed by a dial tone. Also, by calling this number, you can order what our members know as the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure you will get the correct name and the correct address so you will receive it promptly. On another note, we might ask, please do not contact the seer via email, phone, or text before broadcast or afterwards. He's usually pretty busy with the WCC. The New York Station stockholder, Mr. Cigarette Man, answering many memos, and even now in addition to that, the Latter-day Saints, besides getting our program ready for broadcast. That's an awful lot even to mention. So please use the international line of 224-600-5579. And if the question is legit, you will receive a call back, unless you call trying to teach. As I said, you'll only hear a discouraging now talk. Also, if you happen to miss the beginning of our program, you can always catch the entire show today after 9.15 p.m., except Fridays. Program time recording will be repeated after 10.30. And to do this, enter three words once again on your search line, Yahweh Radio Live. After clicking enter, look for Voices of the Truth Life, Strive of Yahweh. Just choose the program you were late logging into or any previous day on that list that you would like to listen. Also, as you probably heard us mention earlier, we're also doing our normal broad talk broadcast. Also, transmitting on Peltalk Live, which can be logged in by your cell phone, tablet, or computer, even now your smartwatch. Just make sure you've downloaded the Peltalk app. We will be listed from the ethnic group, African American. When you get there, look for Voices of the Trizalites, Tribe of Yadav. You'll find our room with 50 or more listening participants, where Yahweh's word will be working for your Bible education. And online there to answer any of the on-the-table topics we discuss during our broadcast will be Elder Mr. Tibbs Israel, along with Seer Israel, writing a shotgun. During this time, we'll be taking no comments off topic or any more than two text questions answered at a time. And if broad talk ends before teaching time, we will continue our teaching on foul talk. Now, I'll be with you all. But that continuing note, that we usually give is that when we're given the scriptures to speak by the seer, remember to be quick to hear and slow to speak so the words of Yahweh will flow smoothly. Remember that we have hundreds of thousands of listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh and not to the confusion. So we have to be careful not to make worldly statements like is done quite often that can't be in the Bible. But make those statements that can be backed up in the Bible. So we can pass our program over to our seer Israel. Keep that thought in mind. Use the Bible to back up the Bible. Use the Bible for interpreting the Bible, as it's told us. Pass our program to our seer Israel and say, Hallelujah, Yahweh.
You see Israel of Sea Royal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You hear that microphone pretty good. It's not me. You ready to go. Like, I, I, if, I, if I can see, or well, yet, I'll probably see some skates on with some, um, with some, uh, uh, uh fire coming behind. Skates with some fire. That's what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Too close now, mother. Too close now. Got to red up. Check this one right now. Excellent. All right, another mother's on, on is ready to come on stage. Mother E, Mother E, another one of the mothers out of Camp One. Hey, Mother E, y'all find BJLC right? Y'all find this is Matthews 10:19. I'd like to wish or either uh, give a blessing to Mother D.F. Israel, Yahweh uh, bless your Mother D.F. Israel, and also Yahweh bless Mother E. Now, 
Mm-hmm. And Yahweh be with you, Elder. Yahweh bless you. Following protocol. Mm-hmm. In Matthew's verse, chapter 19, chapter 10, reading verse 19, it says, But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what you shall speak. For it shall be given you in that same hour what you shall speak. So he said, he said, you're going to be delivered up. Understand that. And that's what we got to make sure we we put on the table. Those are coming into Yahweh's word. Understand, you're going to be delivered up. And what you're going to be delivered up is supposed to one king, your loved one. That's going to be the first one to deliver you up. He said, what? That's where it come from. So keep that in your mind. You will be delivered up. And the closer one to you, that's the one going out. Gonna have to kind of see things your way, or it'd be a trouble. And that's why we have to make sure we sit the president down to understand that if the statement is written, and matter of fact, most be up this right have me that statement, and it's in there waiting on me in uh, Luke chapter one. And it just sitting there waiting on we'll, we'll come back with that. But uh, hey, El, what it says in Luke. Chapter 12, verse 12, what does it say? In the book of Luke, looking at chapter 12, reading verse number 12, says, For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what ye ought to say. In that very same hour, the righteous spirit will teach you what you ought to say. So all you got to do is make sure one thing you Got the man's word, and you have you in order with this man called Yahweh the Father, Yahweh the Son. Then, in that very same hour, he'll give you what you ought to say. But, I, but I'm good for one, what we call a hip, a hip, a shot there, mother, mother, be of Israel. In the book of Luke, I just want to be clear that. Your greatest defeat will come from the closing one to you. And that's why you have to make sure we teach this awareness in the book of Luke, chapter 1, verse number 6. So we have to make sure we clear that when we look at the young couples that come in our presence and we have to make sure we understand what it says in Luke chapter 1, verse 6. Yeah, mother, be up Israel. Hey, mother, be up Israel. What do Luke 1, verse 6 say? Luke chapter 1, verse 6. And they were both righteous before Yahweh, walking in all the commandments, the law, and ordinance of Yahweh blameless. And that's the key right there. So, so we know, we already clear, man, school, banquet hall, radio station is, um, is, is, is on the making. So, so Mother D.F. Israel, when you read that um, Romans 4, 17, and Elder have me Psalms 81, 4 through 16, waiting on me. Elder, I mean, Psalms 81, 4 through 16. And mother, 
he had me first John chapter one, six through seven. Then just go right over to second John one verse six. And second is a three, thirty, twenty-eight to thirty-six. I believe. Count all that waiting on those when we come back at you. But now, Mother B. F. Israel, what do it say in both seventeen of the Book of Romans? What is that, Mother? Romans chapter four, verse sixteen. Mm-hmm. Make it seventeen. Make it four seventeen. Verse four seventeen. Luke chapter 4, verse 17. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even Yahweh, who quickened the dead and caused those things which be not as though they were. Yeah, and that's right. So... So we call it as is. We know it's not, but we know one thing it is. But here's the point. We know it's not, but really it is. It's not, it is. But mm-hmm. that's why we got to be clear on how we got to teach when we come before those that need this proper understanding. So so Mother D of Israel, preach up that to first. Uh, second book of Kings, King down to verse 17. We're going to get a precept on that. Let's get a precept on that. We're going to second Kings chapter 6, 15 down to verse 17. Listen to this. This is called a precept. Although we call things, we know a man who banquet hall radio station is not. But we call it like it is. Why? Mother's going to preach up that in the book called Second Kings 6, verse 15 through 17. What got to happen, Mother? See up Israel come out. Second Kings chapter 6, verse 15 to 17. Verse 15. And when the servant of the man of Yahweh was risen, early and gone forth, behold, a host come past the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, At last, my master, how shall we be? I mean, how shall we do? Verse 16, and he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. 17. And Elisha prayed and said, Yahweh, I pray you, open his eyes that he might see. And Yahweh opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountains was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, now, you, you said, Mother, he said, open the young man's eyes up for the sea. He saw, yeah. he said, all the worldly events, everything going on, everybody's skin and grinning, but 
man's eyes up. And that's what we got to do for those who come in contact with the, the anointed Psalm saints. Anointed chapter camp, 81, thou callest in trouble, and I deliver thee. I answer. Now, now what's going on with that, WCC? Now, what's going on with that? Well, we already know you're going to play your hand, and we're going to play ours, too, in Yahweh. So, you tell them all about putting us all behind that one, but what we what we trying to tell you plainly, that it is more with us than with them, because we are, hey, mother, give me one more precept, and that's why we have to make sure we, we got to we sit our little ones down and Zechariah 14, I mean 9, verse number, Zechariah, mother, in the book of Zechariah, I'm kind of stuttering at that, but not mother, but in Zechariah chapter 9, verse 14, this is, this is what our goal must be about. This is what we got to do to make the next move. We got to make sure we invite Invite, but he's not coming in unless you is right. We got to make sure to make this work. We got to be so close to Zechariah nine fourteen. What's that? Nine fourteen. Zechariah chapter nine verse fourteen. Excuse me. And Yahweh shall be seen over them, and his arrows shall go forth at the Lightning, and Yahweh shall blow the trumpet, and shall go with whirlwind of the south. Yeah, that a game changer. So listen, those that's in leadership position, the six million camp, the middle one thing, uh, we ain't going nowhere unless the four level man is seen over you. Yahweh, four level. This got to be seen over you. Your, so, your, so what got to be on your mind when you focus, when you come in contact with any those that's going to be coming in and they're going to be coming in by the grocery bag full. You got to let them know that to be part of what we own, this is the mindset you got to have. You got, you got to have a four-letter man seen over you. And when, it, when the four-letter man is reading your way, then we know your attention is right. And that's how we lead by example. We make sure whatever we do, four-letter man is reading the way. And that's the, that's the game changer right there. See, if you, if you look back at history, every leader, if you look back at history, where they came short at because great movement, no doubt about it. And we needed some foundational movement. But history teaches us, and the Bible is a history book, that for to get the victory, you must have a whole other man changed over you to get the victory. So that's why we can tell you boldly, this ministry right here will lead the way in example, and those that got an ear to hear, we're going to show the four-letter man is 
lean away of voices of a Jewish life, sticking on the camp, and watch the outcome of it as it unfolds. No doubt about it. Keep that in your mind. And that's the game changer. Don't jump out there because you get the puffed up spirit and you shaking and skinning and grinning. Make sure Yahweh is over you, then you're going to get the victory. You got it? Good. All right, Dahlia. So now let's look at um, now David. The angel came down. The angel came down from heaven. As a matter of fact, let's get a precept on that. Hey, Moses, up there. So get a precept on that. And Second Samuel two and three, one, two and three. See, we teach spirit led from Yahweh. We don't know what is going, but we're gonna get you there. See, a lot of things you got to understand something. The reason why we're in this condition right now, because we got to follow Yahweh's lead. We can't follow our own lead. Oh, what worldly lead it is. We got to follow Yahweh's lead. Now, watch this right here in 2 Samuel, my mother, of Israel, 23, 1, 2, and 3. What's that, mother, of Israel? 2 Samuel 23. Verses 1 to 3. Verse 1. Now these be the last words of David. David the son of Jesse said, And the man whom was raised up on high, the anointed of Yahweh of Israel, and the sweet psalmist of Israel said. Verse 2. The spirit of Yahweh spake by me, and his words was in my tongue. Verse 3, Yahweh of Israel said, the rock of Israel spake to me. He that rules over men must be just ruling in the fear of Yahweh. Uh, read verse 3 again, Lord. Read verse what? Read that verse again, that, that verse 3 again. Verse, uh, 2 Samuel 23, verse 3. Yahweh of Israel said, The rock of Israel spake to me. He that rules over men must be just ruling in the fear of Yahweh. Hmm. He said, the rock of Israel told him that you go take care of my business, you gotta have the fear of Yahweh and you gotta be just. That was the rock thing. The rock. Right. That's big well, I gotta I gotta get one more preach about that, mother. Turn to Matthew sixteen. So when we read this verse in Matthew sixteen, with that proper understanding the way Mother G of Israel laid it out. So when when we get to this verse right here, we should not be confused. We should not be confused once we get down to Matthew 16. Look what he says in verse 16. Now he looked in, at the chief speaker of the nation of Israel, Tadimo, the of Israel. He looked him eyeball to eyeball and asked him a question. And what did he say? In verse 15 and 16 of Matthew chapter 16, verse 
15 and 16. He looked the chief speaker to be eyeball to eyeball. He may have a final statement. Let's read from that statement that was said. Matthew 16, 15 and 16. What do you say? Matthew 16, verse 15 and 16. Verse 15. He said unto them, unto them, but whom say you that I am? Verse 16. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art Yahweh, the son of the living Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you say? Okay, good. He said something. Now, what do you say, mother? And after that exchange was made, what happened in verse 18? Matthew 16. Verse 18. You say third? Verse 18. Oh. Yeah, verse 18. Verse 18. And I said also unto you that thou art Peter. On this rock, I will build my congregation, polluted for church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Mm-hmm. So, mother, just the national audience, you know, so he says in verse 18, and I say unto thee that. Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build the twelve tribes of the whole congregation of children of Israel, who the word called church. So, Moses, who is the rock, Moses? According to what we just got to read in Second Samuel 23, verse 3. So, who is this rock, Moses? Right here. According to Second Samuel 23, verse 3, who this rock is? Okay, you want me to read it again? No, no, you you already read it already. So according to Second Samuel two and three verse three, who is this rock, mother? They say I'm gonna build my whole twelve tribes of the congregation children of Israel. So who is this rock? On this rock, on this rock. So who is the rock, our mother? According to Second Samuel two and three verse three. Well. The the rock is Yahweh the Son. According to, according to, that, saying, I, I know right. what you're saying, but it, let me read it again. Okay, come on, read it again. Come on, mother. Samuel twenty, twenty-three, verse three. Mm-hmm. Yahweh of Israel said, "The rock of Israel spake to me." He that rules over men must be just ruling in the fear of Yahweh. Mm-hmm. So who was the rock, mother, according to 23 verse 3? Well, I see Yahweh, but I, I know you say it's saying it's Israel. No, no, you, you, you see what you see. And you see what you see in there, and you said it right, correctly. Thank you, that mother, mother. Yahweh the Son is the rock. 
works, that he may give them the heritage of the nations. Verse 7, the works of his hands are, well, right, all I know, and just in judgment, all his Torah instructions, the law are sure. Verse 8. They stand fast forever and ever and are done in truth and of righteousness. Verse 9, he sent redemption unto his people. He has commanded his covenant forever, righteous and reverence 
is his name. Verse 10, the fear of Yahweh is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his law, Torah instructions. His praises endures forever. So, you know, the elder, they always, like the elder always say, it's how you get so much out of, out of one book. Because when you preach up your Bible, all that is there. That's why we get so much out of one book. How y'all able to get so much out of one book? Because when you preach up the Bible and you got the anointing of a full little man sitting before you, all that will be seen in there, but you have to be in order to see it. Just not about reading a bunch of verses. Out of that one verse, you put out one thing, and we have to take take a look at it based on the rock that says Matthew 16 is not what the son told by the angel today. And you know, if you're going to be part of a ministry, your spirit got to be right. Your spirit can't be all over the place, and you got to be different. And you got to have a, a spirit that can teach people and build them up. If you want them old rebel rousers, you ain't got nothing coming in Yacht Rock because that's mm-hmm. how you got So we found out all that right there in, the, in just in that thing. Now we said, bring in our hill, and we don't know what we're going to find out. What we're going to get out of this, we're going to find out. See, that's what we said. Those that take the faith and wonder what is the, the lesson the title's about. We don't know ourselves what the title going to be. You got to listen to the tape. And whatever you see that makes sense to you, that's what the title is of the last year. I thought we doing things. 13, but you will have to sit there, the one that do the label, and say, you know what was said in take 113 was this. So I'm going to put this on the label. Got it? Good. So we teach very bad. We don't know where we're going. We play by the tone of the broadcast. It might be a statement going to be made from the elder. might be made from the mother. Then we have to go in there and do some teaching on it because this is the temple of school of learning when we come on six nights a week. We come to edify those around the world and understand that we've been taught wrong. It's now time to correct it through the precepts. Got it? So we don't know what we're going to say after we hear something read. So now, Elder, we know you were holding something in the book of Psalms 81. Pull it down to verse 16. You said. Pull up your Academy Award board and get in that microphone and deliver and do your part. Elder was here to the block In the book of Psalms, chapter 81, reading verses 4 through verses 16, 4 says, this was a statue for Israel and the law of Yahweh of Jacob. Five, this he ordained in Joseph for a testimony when he went out through the land of Egypt 
where I heard a language that I understood not. Six, I removed his shoulder from the burden. His hands were delivered from the pots. Seven, thou callest in trouble, and I delivered thee. I answered thee in the secret place of thunder. I provided thee after the waters of Meribah Shilah. Eight, hear, O my people, and I will testify unto thee. O Israel, if thou will hearken unto me. Nine, there shall no strange Yahweh be in thee, neither shall thy worship any strange Yahweh. Ten, I am the Yahweh, thy Yahweh, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open thy mouth wide, and I will fill it. Eleven, but my people would not hearken unto my voice, and Israel would none of me. Twelve, so I gave them up unto their own minds, lust, and they walked in their own counsels. Thirteen, on that my people had hearkened unto me, and Israel had walked in my ways. Fourteen, I should soon have subdued their enemies, and I turned my hand against their adversaries. Fifteen. The haters of Yahweh should have submitted themselves unto him, but their time should have endured forever. 16. He should have fled them also with the finest of wheat, which the honey out of the rock should I have satisfied thee. So, look what he's saying here. So he's saying... Your problem, the children of the book, he said he done done his problem with you. It's just you won't do your part. He said, I, he said, I was, I took care of all the haters. But how can I take care of the haters if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing in this Bible? He said, I took care of the haters. He said, the reason why the haters is hating on you and delivering you up and also the haters of, give me a precept there, Elder, Matthew 16, 1 down to verse 5. Give me a precept on that. He said, now, I, I would have took care of all your haters. But he said, but you paid me no never mind on what I got written in the Bible. Because I'm telling you up front what they're going to do to you. And 16, 1 through 5, what he said, Elder, Matthew, I mean, St. John 16, 1 down to verse 5. Give me a precept on that, Elder, come on. In the book of Matthew, chapter 16, reading verses 1 to verse number 5, one says, The Pharisees also, with the Sadducees, came, and tempting desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. Two, he answered them and said unto them, When it is evening, you say, It will be fair weather, for thy sky, if the sky is red. Three, and he, and in the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. O ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky, but ye cannot discern the signs of the times. Four, 
A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. There shall no sign be given unto it. But the sign of the seer Jonas, and he left them and departed. Five. And when his disciples were come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Mm-hmm. So he said, there ain't no sign gonna be, but the sign of Jonah. And what and, and what sign was that Jonah had there, Let's find out in Matthew's um let's find what sign did he have in twelve. He said on the sign will be the fear of Jonah. What sign so he's on the sign will leave you see what he's like like right now. What we about to do, see, when Yaquah left this book, the book is a sign. But we want to be, you know, plastered all over the boards and everything else. No, 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 no. That ain't, that ain't, that's worldly. Well, our legacy of the 690 camp is to make sure we read them with the words. That's the sign they need to have, the words. And 12, 38 down to verse 40, Elder, let's get a preach up on that. Matthew 12, 38 to 40. Let's talk about something there. In the book of Matthew, chapter 12, reading verses 38 to verse number 40. 38 says, Then certain of the scribes and of the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, we would see a sign from thee. 39. But he answered and said unto me, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given to it, but the sign of the seer Jonas. 40. Whereas Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so the son of man be three days and three nights in the mind of the earth. Mm-hmm. In a hard earth. So he'll, be, he'll be in the hard earth for three and three nights. And that's, now that's a great point. Now, so now we hearing something on the way of hearing something. So he's on the sign, and that's what we're trying to tell you. The sign will be the voices of the Yahweh's voices of the two Israelites dismounting his Bible and putting his Bible in the correct order for you to understand it plain. That's the only sign we're going to get. We're not going to tell you where we're going and where we've been. We're going to show you what this Bible saying for you to get you some salvation. Are you listening to salvation? It's understanding this word. That's the sign we're going to give you, the word. And we prepared to teach you one thing, the word of Yahweh. And if any camp or any organization among any part of the world can out-teach the sixth and camp, you let us know where it's at, and, we call, and we'll join that. But we want to be the one to get into the kingdom. So, if there's another ministry out there anywhere that I'll teach the six and all account, then you tell us where it is. If I can listen to it and I'll tell you about a mind, I will go join them myself. Because all I want to do, like David said, is get to the kingdom. Because if you're outside that kingdom, you're going to be in trouble. Matter of fact, you're going to be out in the side. So we come humble to teach you one thing. The word, the word, and that's all we're going to get. Not where we're going, not where we've been. 
So, and St. John chapter 9, verse 25 and 41, what do it say? St. John chapter 9, 25 and 41, what does it say? Okay, in the book of St. John, looking at chapter 9, reading from verses 25 and verse number 41. 25 says, he answered and said, whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know that whereas I was blind, now I see. Verse number 40. 41. 46. 41. 41. 41. Verse number 41 says, Yahweh the Son said unto them, If you were blind, you should have no sin. But now you say we see, therefore your sins remain. Uh-huh. So you say, you told a big digging series, look, I was blind, but now I see. Now I can see you plainly, Dickens and We can see you plainly. So now we know what your hand is according to uh, 26 L of Isaiah. So now we can, so now we can see you plainly. See once you see once you're able to see people plainly through the page of the book, then you know you get some pretty good sleep if you can see them plainly through the page of the book. See, you, you be watching people according to their appearance. A lot of times they, they show up in the media somewhere. But we watch everybody from the pages of the book. That's how we watch. And that's, and that's what we're trying to show and put out a prediction on the camera. You got to watch those that come among you from the pages of the book. That's how you watch them. They can bump the gongs all they want to bump the gongs, but you got to make sure that they talk line up with the walk of this Bible. That's what you want. You bump the gongs and don't try to win the bump the gong contest. Just watch them from the pages of the book. And if you do that, guess what? You and Yahweh's will. Because you got Satan going to come as an angel of light too. If we, if we're not going to read that in Second Corinthians 14 or 11, we're not going to read that. Four, so he'll come with a lot of shiny ways. But you got to watch, just wait, and hear what comes out of his mouth. Then you go in the Bible and see the what he's saying line up with this book. That's what you do. Let him bump his arm and go in his Bible and see is his testimony line with this Bible. Okay. So what you reading the hell? Oh, you just gave me uh, Isaiah. Isaiah. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't I get my chapter. Isaiah was 26 something. I forgot now. Uh, what, what was that verse that we said that mother? What was that verse where was mother? Well, that verse. Mm-hmm. Uh, 26 verse 10, I said something. I know he said something. 
Verse 10 says, Let favor be shown to the wicked, yet he will not learn righteousness. In the land of uprightness will he deal unjustly and will not behold the majesty of the Yahweh. Yeah. Now, what are you talking mm-hmm. about? First book of Matthew 1 11 15. Hey, yo, a part of that red book that the Protestant Church taken out in 1885. Well, who, who, 
who is this wickedness he's talking about in this case? Who is the wickedness? And first Maccabees 1, 11, 9, verse 15. Let's see who is wicked he's talking about in this case. In first Maccabees mm-hmm. chapter one, reading one to eleven. Is that where we're going? Pick up verse eleven. First Mac- okay. First Maccabees chapter verse- one, verse eleven to fifteen. Pick up verse eleven, Elvin. Okay. Chapter 11. No. Or chapter, chapter, one. chapter 1. Verse 11. Verse 11 to 15. Okay, I got it. First Maccabees, okay. chapter 11. Chapter, chapter 1, one. verse 11 to 15. 11 says, And those days went out of the Israel, wicked men who persuaded many, saying, let us go and make a covenant with the heathen nation that are around about us. For since we depart from them, we have had much sorrow. So this device pleased them well. 13. Then certain of the people were so forward herein, they went to the king who gave them license to do after the ordinances of the heathen nation. 14. Whereupon they built a place of exercise at Jerusalem according to the customs of the heathen. 15. And made themselves uncircumcised and forsook the righteous covenant and joined themselves to the heathen and were sold to do mischief. Mm-hmm. You see, they made a, they, they made themselves a gymnastic, a gym room, like the heathen, like the nation. And, and what kind of gym room are we talking about that they, that they did? They want to got the day at these uh, places where you'd be half-dressed You'd be half dressed in these gymnasiums written today. And that and that coming from the sinners of Esau. They the one started that thing. They you put a gymnasium and you got them call it what they call them now, um, what they the place they call them now um, the health club. I, I ain't gonna call it no name, so every time we call a name, I get more called. You know, this ministry here you got the world to listen to this ministry. And everything we say. They will try to get, that's why we say in the scriptures. So if we find out now, now we just find out something that uh, we say, you know, figure that out. Well, got plenty of books talking about that. So you, when you go out to these old health places, and then you have to get moved to exercise, now you know where it comes from. Because back in the days of the sinners of Esau, when they taken over the southern kingdom of Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon, some wicked Israelites went to them to get license to do it. We want to pat out that after you. He said, well, you know, uh, when we do exercise, we do all our exercises but naked. Well, we want to do like 
like you do, King. The King, okay, I can give you life and do that. You you had a man walking around butt naked and everybody butt naked? Yeah. yeah. And so we, when you first had history, you had a, a exercise. Called aerobics. Oh, oh exercise. Called aerobics. Aerobics. And, and then they, everybody in there naked over in the days. And now, catching now, they have just a any bit of piece of clothes on right now. A any bit of piece of clothes on right now. But guess what? <laughs> That's coming from the other nation. So we watch the ones, even even we watch these old big preachers walk around them skinny jeans on. You know, with neck all stretched back like a peacock with them skinny jeans on. So we know where it's coming from. And then we know the spirit that 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 where they're coming from because remember, we want to level again. Who brought this to the king? Who brought this information to the king? Uh Elvis one verse eleven again. Let's see who brought this on what I can deliver to you, King. Let's see who he Israelites was according to one verse eleven. Eleven says. One verse eleven says, And those days went out of Israel wicked men who persuaded many, saying, Let us go and make a covenant with the heathen that are round about us. For since we departed from them, we have had much sorrow. So, we got wicked Israelites did that. The king was what, what, what didn't even come off his mind. But what little wicked Israelites said, said, look, we want to be like y'all. And that was gone today. And that's what we're doing now. We like, but you know what, what's written over there in um, the book of Numbers? Something in the book of Numbers, Elder, 15, 15, and 16. Number 15, 15, and 16. You know, some written in the heavenly text called the first five books about that, about this. So you got to, that's why I say you watch those that label among you that come uh, around you from the page of the book. Don't look at them according to uh, 724, that don't have y'all already according to the people. You got to watch everybody from the page of the book. Now, let's see what it says in number 15, 15, and 16 there. Elder, and so 29 and just make it sound good. Number 15, verse 15, 16, and 29. What does it say, Elder? Numbers 15, reading 15, 16, and 29. 15 says, one ordinance shall be both for you of the congregation and also for the stranger that sojourneth with you, an ordinance forever in your generations. As ye are, so shall the stranger be before the Yahweh. 16. One law and one manner shall be for you and for the stranger that sojourneth with you. Verse number 29. 29 says, Ye shall have one law for him that sinneth through ignorance, both for him that is born among the children 
of Israel, family, and for the stranger that sojourneth among them. So, the moral and commandments that's in this book for the children of Israel is forever. You have to you you have to lead. You cannot be the follower. Lead out of the will of Yahweh. And the word he says forever. So that word now, why do the word forever don't mean forever? It's now a certain. Forever don't mean that. Uh, it only means now. That was in the Old Testament. Now, how do <laughs> that all of a sudden change now? Now, we know what forever means. But now, the preacher tell you now, that in that word forever is in the Old Testament. So that means that you really got, you up on the, our Lord Jesus Christ. But I always thought the word forever means exactly what it means. Forever. Now, you know, all I want is one line, just one line in Isaiah 26, verse 4. All I want is one line. I, w- I want to preach up that word. Yep. I want to preach up that word. And I, I'm going to ask the question. Do this mean, ever don't mean what it means? Uh, according to Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, that you don't need nothing in the on the left side of the book because that's done away with. But you think it's the word forever done away with forever? Just give me one line right across the top in twenty six verse four Isaiah. All I want is one line across. Okay. In the book of Isaiah, chapter twenty six, reading one line in verse four. Four says, Trust ye in the Yahweh. Forever. What's that mean? That don't mean what it means. Trust in four letters. Y A W H for L. Now they don't know. Right now, the Christians, Islam, and Judaism tell you that's done away with. How is the word forever done away with? It says trust in Yahweh forever. That's the game changer. If you want Yahweh to intervene with you, you got to trust in Him. Forever. And how you trust in him is through his word. Forever. So what he got written in this book, that's what he's supposed to trust in. Now, Isaiah the seer is the one who was given that by the angels, telling those of the 12 tribes of Israel at that time of 700 B.C. 12 tribes, trust in Yahweh forever. They dropped the ball. And in 722, the Syrians came down on them and taken out a few thousand of them because the majority of them, they broke out running and went to the southern kingdom. And they packed in there. So it, it wasn't no whole ten tribes went. It was just on a either bit of peace because their record says out of the whole ten tribes of Israel, the best they got out of there, they count was no more than 50,000 total. That means one thing. The children of Israel had them packed themselves into the southern kingdom, and they had to get up on the banner of Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Levi. And that's what was going on. And so when they teach about 
the law can drive. No, all the itty bitty pieces of law can drive. Because the can drive had a massive number. They had a massive number. Let's read that let's read that L in Hosea chapter one. Let's just read about the can drive. And their records cannot come up with this figure. And Hosea chapter one, Elder, I want to read exactly the number, or close to the number of the ten northern tribes. And Hosea gonna tell us something that so we to understand that ain't no law ten tribes went nowhere. Only a itty bitty piece of them, because the ten northern tribes, according to one verse ten. In Hosea 1, verse 10, Elder, let's talk about them in 1, verse 10. Let's talk about the 10 northern tribes of Israel in 1, verse 10. And the book of Hosea, chapter 1, reading verse 10, says, Yet the number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered, measured, nor numbered. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, Ye are not my people, there it shall be said unto them, Ye are the sons of the yip living. So now look at the prophecy about ten northern tribes. You said a place where you call not my people. What place is that where you have right now? What the ten northern tribes call now? African American, no, they call uh, Hispanic, they call Latino. Mexican, Cuban, they call um, Nicaraguan, they call all the names right now. But he said, in the places where you think that you're somebody else, now you will be told by Yahweh's voices of the two Israelites that you are a member of the 12 tribes of Israel. You see that? And see, that's a big verse today, yo. See, right now, the two northern tribes, the majority of them is Roman Catholics. And they call themselves now Puerto Ricans, Mexicans, Cubans, Latinos. They call themselves all the names. But, but they not to be brought to the attention that they're not none of them names. They are a member of the 12 tribes of Israel, but who will tell them that? Yahweh's bosses of the two Israelites. That's why we got to meet them where they're at. That's why it's so important to get in where you fit in on the land school, banquet hall, and school. Because we got to teach. Because Judah has to lead the way. Because if you bump into any member of the ten northern tribes and listen to what they got to say, they'll call themselves Hispanic. Latinos, Mexicans, Puerto Ricans, Cubans, they be all over the place. He said, go to the Bible and show me where you are Mexican or Puerto Rican at, or Latino. Where you in the Bible? Well, I'm just a, a Roman Catholic member. Yeah, but that's religion. What is your nationality? Uh, I'm Peruvian. You see that? So we got a lot of work to do. That's why it's so important about the school, banquet hall, radio station. But remember, the one got to lead, he got to be lead to the protocol of the Bible. 
And once the protocol of the Bible is laid out, that's why I tell the six million account, you got to lead by example. Because this is going to happen because the written is going to happen. And 31, verse 5 and 6, of the book of Jeremiah. Now, Jeremiah of Seer made a profound statement. This is what he says. And that's why we I tell the six million account, you got this tied up on your back. So you got to get this word down right. Because this is prophesied to happen by the mouth of Jeremiah and Jeremiah 31, verse 5 and 6. What, what is prophesied to happen, Elder, and Jeremiah 31, verse 5 and 6? Let's talk about it. Come on. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 31, reading verse 5 and verse number 6, 5 says, Thou shalt yet plant vines from the mountains of Samaria. The planters shall plant, and shall eat them as common things. Six, for there shall be a day that the watchman upon the Mount Ephraim shall cry, Arise ye, and let us go up to Zion, unto this, to the Yahweh Ayah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Zion means Judah. He said, it's going to come a day. When the ten northern tribes headed by Ephraim, Ephraim is the father, he is the head man of the ten northern tribes. One called himself Puerto Ricans, Mexicans, Cubans, Peruvians, and all that. He said, but they're going to do something, Elder. They're going to say something in verse number six. And that's why we keep telling you the six northern counts, you got to wake up because this verse will be, it's prophesied to happen. And now read that verse again, Elder, knowing the fact that Zion is polluted for the word called Judah. Let's see exactly what they're going to do in time to come. And that's why we got to be the first one in, last one leave. And when the school do come, we got to be the prepared to sit them down to understand one thing. The language that you spoke, that you're speaking right now, the Puerto Rican, Mexican, and a Latino language you got called Spanish, that's not your original language. You would beat into that like you would be into English. So ain't nothing to be proud about you can speak Spanish. That's a Latin language that came out of Portugal and Spain. When Christopher Columbus came over here, he brought five interpreters. And why he bring them, them Hebrew interpreters? Because that's what you were speaking over here. You were not speaking no Spanish language. You had to be, you had been taken, you had been taken to go in Spain. And that's where you got beat into that language. Then they sent missionaries over here after they encompassed you and put up schools to teach you Latin. And out of Latin comes the Spanish language. So that's your history. Just like when we got conquered. Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon. We were speaking Hebrew too. But they beat English in us too. They matter of fact, when they hit it with that six out that knee, they said, and we said out a different way. If you didn't even say it outright, they had to show you and teach you how to say it outright. But they were comfortable with it. Because you had a different another word for out. You didn't speak English. See? So that's why it's so important to understand one thing. Land School Baker Hall radio station yesterday 
because we got to teach, but Judah got to lead. Because the Bible tells you Judah must lead. And we know the northern kingdom is going to do what again at verse 6, L. And this is the policy of the ten northern tribes, the one that speaks Spanish and all the mother language, besides a native tongue called Hebrew, proper word called Semitic. Now, this is what they're going to do. They're going to be sitting off, they might be sitting off to the Christian church, the Catholic church, Islamic church. But all of a sudden, something's going to happen. Read verse 6 again, Elder. What's going to happen in verse 6? Reading the book of Jeremiah, chapter 31, reading verse 6. Once again, 6 says, For these days, for there shall be a day that the watchman shall go upon the Mount Ephraim, shall cry, Arise ye, let us go up to Judah, unto the Yahweh, our Yahweh. Now, now I got I got changed the whole lesson around behind that with there. So that's the way it is. So we so we found out now it's gonna happen. So there's no accident what we gotta do. Sixty nine account, you gotta learn this word. So we know sooner or later the ten northern tribes that's headed by Ephraim and Vanessa, called Cubans and Puerto Ricans, gonna wake up. I didn't say, I ain't got no business in no Catholic church. I ain't got no business in no Christian church. I ain't got no business in a Israel, no um, Islamic church or Judaism church. I got to find Yahweh's voices of the two Israelites. It's going to happen. But it ain't going to happen to you understand how to understand your Bible and be in position to teach when the time appoints. And that's what we got to do. So now, mother, we gonna now, mother, mother Eve. Now we know you're holding the whole mouth bag, mother Eve. We already know it already. But that's how the spirit operates, and that's why he said, "Those that make the case, listen to the lesson." And whatever sounds good to you in that lesson, spirit said, "Just make a label on that." So we don't know what we gonna teach on. We can't say what we gonna teach on because spirit might say that sounds pretty good to you. But I don't want that to come out. You heard what the elder just said. You heard what the mother just said. You got to take care of that. So I got to clean all that up and get it to you straight. So I'll be listening for a key word to be said. And once I hear a key word said, we go in the Bible. Now we just find out the northern kingdom, ten tribes of Israel, is going to say, let us go find Judah. But now, whoa, why, why, why so? What's the prophecy on that? Mother. Mother. What's the prophecy of that? Now, we're going to find out. Now, um, now what does now what WCC say? Here, we going to milk mother. Mother E. Now, how about that? Hey, that down. You're going to mute Mother E. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> Mother D up is ready. So you see, so that's what I say. You got to have a good spirit. 
Then the elders just got to not hey, read that again. And twenty-six verse ten of Isaiah. Read that again now. Read that again. Isaiah twenty-six verse ten. Here's a perfect example. Isaiah 26, okay. verse 10. Isaiah chapter 26, reading verse number 10, says, When the princes of Judah now, heard Isaiah these things. 26, hold on, hey, hey, hold on. Look at Isaiah 26, verse 10, real careful. Isaiah 26, verse number 10. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Isaiah chapter 26, verse number 10. 10 says, Let us let favor be shown to the wicked, yet he will not learn righteousness. In the land of the uprighteousness will he deal unjustly and will not behold the majesty of the outlaw. Is that? Now look at the wicked just did. Yeah, now they're gonna they gonna milk mother mother Eve. Now, you see, but we ain't y'all until it because of your radio thing. Now, now mother G of Israel. The reason why that we have to um they want the world might come to Judah. We gotta find out why, mother. I mean that's a that really, it is a pumping statement unless you got sister to bag it up. Let's go and see what the, the angels, remember the angels are the ones sticking to David. If we go to Psalms chapter 60, mother, we're going, we're going to why we know that we must get in position because the Bible is telling us we got to get in position because of one reason in Psalms chapter 60. Let's look right down at verse number 7. Look what it says in 60 verse 7, mother, that we can read. 60 verse 7 of Psalms. The angels talking to me. What do you say? All right. Psalm 60 mm-hmm. verse 7. Yeah what, do, what, yeah, what do 60 verse 7 say? Psalm 60 verse 7. Gilead is mine and Manasseh is mine. Ephraim also is the strength of my Judah is my lawgiver. Can you see that, mother? So he gave he gave everybody in position, but when it comes down to the law, statutes, and commandments, a mother, according to the angel telling David, who supposed to keep the law, statutes, and commandments according to verse seven? Judah. It's the law, You see that? And that's why he's telling the six anointed camp, you got to wake up, you got to wake up, wake up, wake up. Because the Bible says you're the one supposed to be prepared to teach the law, statutes, and commandments. So if you're in a ministry and Junior is not at the head of the ministry, you're not, you're not getting the full impact of it. Because the 10 other tribes do not know who they are. They can read the Bible, of course, they've been taught by the world that's at hand. But they never taught the order of things. According to the order of things, who is the lawgiver, mother, according to Psalm 60, verse 8, 7? 
Judah. Is what? It's the lawgiver. Now look at WCC. See, uh, you got the precept that. Well, uh, mother, go to 78, verse number. I'll tell you what. We come back to write down 78, verse 8, but I want to go to 105 first and come back to that. I want to go to 105 first. I want to go to... Uh, one of us getting a precept number. He wants you to precept the Bible. That's the game change. See, remember, when you precept your Bible, it tells the story. Remember, don't try to win the bumpy drum contest. Lose all that. But when it come up on the mail, have a verse waiting on it. So now I'm looking for a verse number. But I'm struggling right now. I'm so serious struggling right now. The final verse for the WCC. Try Psalm 108, mother. Try 108, and we're going to pick it around by verse number. Let me get a book. Let me pick. 108. If you see, if you see the verse that I want, mother, you can take off, but I'm particular piece as Psalm 108. So I gotta give a precept on it. It's a repeat. It. <laughs> it's a repeat. 108 verse 8. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, go get the repeat out of it. 108 verse 8. Psalm 108 verse 8. Gilead is mine. Manasseh is mine. Ephraim also is the strength of my head. Judah is my lawgiver. See, it's a repeat. And that's all we come to do is repeat this Bible teaching. We, we're not you know, we're not anybody. We just probe 12 tribes of Israel. And this Bible ain't nothing but a repeat. It ain't nothing done away with. Matter of fact, read that else. Hey, yo, put the pill. Read that in Romans chapter 15, verse 4. See, the teaching today in the world is you don't need the left side of the Bible because it's done away with. All you got to do is believe in Jesus' love, you know. And they say, yeah, that means I can be, I can be this and be that and be that. And, but Jesus' love, yeah, and go and hit, and hit that box over there, you know. Yeah, see? Oh, I can, man, I can remain like this and do the things that I'm doing as long as I hit that box because Jesus' love. See that? That's going to get. You thrown in the bottom of the pie, and they're also gonna get that preacher that told you that could be thrown in the bottom of the pie. Yeah, no, no, it don't work like that. It, it, it don't, you don't come as you are. That don't work like that. But so now, what you read, mother? What we read? No, you're reading something. Fifteen verse four, Romans. What you reading, Ayo? Fifteen verse four, the Romans. Why are you there? Am I being hurt? Yeah, you're being hurt. Okay, just just wanted to make sure. And the book of Romans, chapter 15, verse number 4. 4 reads, For whatsoever things were written 
aforetime were written for our learning, that we might through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. So what's written on the left side of, of the book is not been done away with, Mr. Preacher. It's for our learning. This is our foundation. It's not done away with. No. If you teach that you don't need that no more, then the same man you Paul in fifteen verse four says everything written on the left side of the book is for your learning. So uh of Israel in Psalm eleven verse three, Bible. Do you know what the angel told David in eleven verse three of Psalm? He told David something. He came from heaven to tell David in eleven verse three. What he said, Mother Dia, Israel? Okay. <clears throat> Psalm 11, verse 3. Mm-hmm. And raise your voice up, Mother. You can't kind of fade out on, on me right now. I, I might have to turn it up a little what? bit. 11, verse Psalms, 3. Ele- Psalms 11, verse 3. If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? You see that? If you write your foundation, if you write it, write it means a, a, a law, statute, a commandment, keeper. What can you do if you if you got no foundation? You let the preacher tell you that you go be you can be in midair now. You can sit in the seat without a foundation. What's the seat gonna do? Uh, no, the seat gonna be in between the foundation. That was, that, that was the preacher telling you. You don't need no more foundation. It's done away with. You see what you see? You see what you did? You gonna lose your whole life. But he gonna get that preacher for saying that to you. But if you don't make a change, if you ain't got no foundation, what can you do? So we try to give you a foundation, and the precept is giving ten verse eleven, the first Corinthians elder, the first Corinthians ten. This is remember when you read Corinthians or Romans, y'all the son is back in heaven. So if anything done away with, they more close to it his word than we are. So we read 10 verse 11 of 1 Corinthians elder with the precept, what does it say? In the book of uh, 1 Corinthians, looking at chapter 10, reading verse 11, says, Now all these things happen unto them for examples, and they were written for our abomination. Abomination. The ends it was written for our ammunition. Ammunition. Let me start that again. Now, all these things happen unto them, for examples, and they were written for our ammunition, upon whom the ends of the world are come. Mm-hmm. Now, for those on the national scene, you know what ammunition is? It's, it's, you, you mess around being a war, and you can say, I ain't got no more ammunition. Hey, enemy. I ain't got no more ammunition. He said, no. So you know, you in a world of trouble. He said, all this is written to fill your, your, your bang up to have something to shoot at. Ammunition. Everything written on the left side of the book is for your ammunition. You got to have some ammunition if you're in a war. You got a long rifle on your back and no ammunition in it. Or you going out to... Uh, target practice, but you don't bring no ammunition. If you got your weapon, but you ain't got no ammunition. 
Now, what good is you out there for? Even the target might say something to you. Hey, what you out here for? You out there ain't got no ammunition. What you going to do with no ammunition? That let you know if you ain't got the left side of the book, you don't have your ammunition. You will think you African-American, Negro, and Christian, and, and Muslim, and Puerto Rican, and Mexican. Because you ain't got no ammunition. That's not your name. Your name was given you by somebody else. Your birth certificate in Exodus chapter 1, 1 through 7. That's where your birth certificate is at. You got to have your ammunition. You don't understand this. And that's why he picked the people that was prophesied, mother. He picked, uh, now, he was prophesied about this people. And and I need, and, and he said something about these people's mother. We're going to say in the book of Psalms, I need one more hit out of Psalms about what he said about these people's mother. So he said plainly something that we can read, but I'm struggling right now. I've been struggling, you know, been struggling. But he said something in the book of Psalms, mother, but I'm, I'm all over the place. I'm struggling. But he made a statement in Psalms. Same thing we own with you, you got to read in 108. But I'm struggling right now to find it, it ain't kind to me, you know, because like I said again, in 114, verse 2 of the book of Psalms, remember, the angels talk. This is what the angels say in 114, verse 2. What do you say there? Matter of fact, read verse 1 just to make it sound good. Psalms 114, verse 1 and 2. What is there, Mother D. of Israel? Okay. Psalms 114. 114. 114. Psalm 114, verses 1 and 2. Okay. From a people of strange language. Mm-hmm. Verse 2. Judah was his sanctuary and Israel his dominion. So who, 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 who was who was the sanctuary called the temple? Who, who the one? Who was the, who was the sanctuary that, that called the temple that mother in verse 2? Judah. You see that? See, Yahweh said, Judah is my temple. Judah. Mm-hmm. Judah. See, just like Judah got to wake up. So you can't just wake up because you Judah. You got to know this Bible. Because the 11 tribes is dependent on you, Judah. Because Yahweh gave his word now to Judah. And any ministry teaching today, it's supposed to be Judah at the head of it. If you don't get the true understanding of the Bible. I know that I don't sit well with it, but that's the way it is. Now, where, now where is it? Go to Hebrews chapter 7, mother. See, that's what I said. We never know what we're going to teach on. We go by the spirit of Yahweh. Those that say, well, my friend is putting labels on the tape, but I don't know what the tape is about. Then you listen to the tape real carefully, 
And wherever it fits in your mind, if you heard, then that's the topic of that lesson. That's how you do that. Because we see spirit led, you don't know what's going to be said. I don't know myself. That's why he put on Luke 12, 12, Matthew 10, 19. That's the spirit y'all probably need to rest. But I'll tell you one thing. <clears throat> study this lesson, you're going to be all right. And you'll be in a position to help yourself, to help others to come. Because we as a people, we're in bad shape. The whole 12 tribes. But the only way the 12 tribes going to get back right but Yahweh will be seen over you, according to the of nine fourteen of Zechariah. You got to have this word down pat. It ain't about where you going or where you been. Ain't got nothing to do with where you going, or where you been. How much money you can find your ten dollars? About this word, you got to be in position to have this word, and then you meet them where they at. When they open their mouth, go in the Bible and put some scriptures on. That's it. Then you you give you a, a James five twenty. Well done, my good and faithful servant. But if you ever help somebody through the scriptures now, they're gonna tell you something. I know I had Mother E to have a birthday waiting on me, but the big digging chair said we gonna mute her. How you like that, dear? Where is your radio station? Now I had a a birthday that Mother was holding, and. Sarah chapter 12, their mother, G up Israel. So I think I think I need that verse right now. So remember what we read earlier. You had wicked Israelites that persuaded many to go after the fashion of the other nation. Right? You got a wicked Israelite yeah. today. Yeah, wicked yeah, Israelite today. Well. They'll tell you, uh, yeah, this name is, uh, you can call it by any name. They, they tell you anything. We just read his name, Y-H-W-L. Then we read that L in the 26th chapter, verse 4 of Isaiah, that the four letters is forever. But it don't mean that. It don't mean that no more. So now the word ever don't mean ever no more. We read in 26 verse 4, of the book of Isaiah, that the four letters is forever. But now, they teach you now, you ain't got to worry about the four letters, just call him Jesus. Call him Jehovah. Call him uh, Lord God and, and Allah. But we just find the four letters is forever. But you sit in the ministry, it tell you now, forever don't mean forever. So that's gone away with now. You see what it is? Again, you go with that. Yeah, it's done away with now. I ain't got. I can call him by any name. He got many names. You see, they do, and that, that's the work we gotta come up with. That's why it's so important to understand something. Get in where you fit in that land, school, banquet hall, radio station. Yesterday, you gotta help the youth to understand that his name is important. His name is forever. What he got written in his Bible is forever. If you gonna get in the kingdom. Do what the man saying. Hold that point. Wherever you read, uh, Mother dear, if you hold that point. Go to Matthew chapter 19, 16, and 17. So where you got on your mind? Listen to the man that made the man, what he say? In Matthew chapter 19, 
But see, we told you, we, we read in 26 verse 10, I don't care how you, you treat the wicked. The wicked still mm-hmm. going to deliver you up. Still gonna do, he still ain't going to be right. He just tried to do all the And I have 26 verse 10, I don't care what you say to the wicked. The wicked still ain't going to do right. And then you be wondering, well, well what will happen? What will happen if you didn't follow the Bible? That would happen. If you follow the Bible, you understand that what makes a person wicked, those are not keeping the law, statutes, and commandments. That's the only thing going to catch you. Now, here, in the 12th chapter of Sirach, what do you want to say? 12, 1 through 7. What's that say? This is what it says in 12, 1 through 7, here. What it says, we can read. And these are the books that will take it away from you. Charleston Church in 1885. They had the King James Bible 16, we have my whole 80 books. They said, no, if they have all this information here, they'll, they'll teach you us in the herd. We will snatch this out. And now you ask your old preacher yours, uh, is any books missing? Where if it ain't in 616, you don't need it. You see what he said to you? So he'll become a midget and he'll make you a midget. The original seat, 1611. King James Bible going to computer it has 80 books in it. If you're a preacher, you're only teaching with 66, you need to um, pay my tithe, free will offer my donation. But why are you only teaching out of 66 books? Huh? Where, where, where are the missing books at? Oh, you mean between Matthew and Malachi? Yes. Oh, give the years that our Lord Jesus Christ wasn't taught. You see this there, you now go over and sit out and pay your time. You see this there, you that's the year he wasn't taught. That's what they tell you. Okay, that's enough of that. Trail, watch yourself. What's the hell? In the book of Sharat, chapter 12, reading verses 1 to verse number 7, one says, and thou would do good. Know to whom thou dost it, so thou be thanked for thy benefits. Two, do good to the Yahweh man, and thou shalt find a recompense. And if not from him, yet from the Most High. Three, there can be no good to come to him that is always occupied in evil, nor to him that giveth no alms. Four, Give to the Yahweh man and help not a sinner. Five, do well unto him that is lowly, but give not to the unyahweh. Hold back thy bread and give it not unto him, lest he overmaster thee, thereby for else thou shalt receive twice as much evil, for all the good shall have done unto him. Six, for the most high is a sinner and will repay vengeance upon to the Yahweh, and keepeth them against the mighty day of their punishment. Seven, give unto the good, and help not the sinner. Amen. He said, he said, the angel comes down and told him, says, you tell those who come, help not a sinner. He said, you help a sinner, he said, you're going to get a double back off defeat on you. That's what he said. See, the 
The reason why we're in trouble today as a people, because we are let our emotions get in the way and, and put the vow to the side. Can you help not a, a lawbreaker, a sinner, hold back your money? That's what he just said. That's what that arms and, and bridge and hold back your money. Help them not. But you know what? You can ignore that because your feelings will get away. See, you're going to violate the Bible, then you want to know why double happened to you. Well, why, why did double happen to me? Because you said in the ministry that, that told you what not to do, but you've done it anyway. Now, you read that again, Elder. Read that again for the national audience over 900,000 strong. See, the angel come from heaven and said, tell you what not to do. But you are saying, when I get my paycheck, I'm going to go. I had a neighbor, a big dignitary. I said, what you going to do, neighbor? He said, I'm going to get me a whole lot of things. And I'm just going to go I'm gonna go find all the homeless and just pass out dollar bills. I said, now, what's that going to do? He said, well, that maybe give me a, a chance to get into the kingdom. I said, that's going to get you in the kingdom by you going. And uh, when you see the signs out there, you're saying, you see signs that help the, the homeless and all that stuff. And, and you go, you, you run out, and you give out your five, ten dollars, a couple dollars. I said, that's going to get you no points to the That don't get you no points. Because Yahweh will tell you what not to do, but you do it anyway. And you read it earlier, the reason why we're, why we're in the condition we're in now, because we heard what he said in 81, 4, down to verse 16, but you pay him on never mind. Now, we're going to read that verse again, Elder, in Sirach chapter 12, 1 through 7. Listen real good what the old Elder could have put out. Elder, see if Israel come out. In the book of Sharat, reading chapter 12, verses 1 through verse 7. One says, When thou would do good, know to whom thou does it, so shall thou be thanked for thy benefits. Two, do good to the Yaquali man. Thou shalt find a recompense, and if not from him, yet from the Most High. Three, there can no good come to him that is always occupied in evil nor to him that giveth no arms. Four, to the Yaquali man, help not a sinner. Five, do well unto him that is lowly, but give not to the Yaquali. Hold back thy bread, and give it not unto him, lest he overmaster thee. Thereby for else thou shalt receive twice as much evil for all the good thou shalt have done unto him. Six, for the Most High hateth sinners, and will repay vengeance unto the unyachwali, and keepeth them against the mighty day of their punishment. 7. Give to the good, help not the sin. Now, now you need to raise in yourself. And, 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 and popping up everywhere, all over the world, popping up on that thing, on the side. What was the dropping out of the telephone or something? So you see what the, what the book is saying, what not to do? You see, that's the reason why we're in condition today. We we get into our own feelings, and then we want to know, well, why why, why did this happen? Well, he told you why it happened. 
He's going to put a dub on you once you uh, understand what I tell you not to do. You do it anyway. Now, give me a precept on that. Yo. Where are you talking about? Yep, not a seven. What's that for the next? Let's get a precept on that on First John on the right side of book chapter 3, verse 3 and 4. Then skip down to 8, down to verse 10. We're going to get a precept on that. Now, what's that supposed to mean? Help not a sinner. What's that supposed to mean? You know what you do? You precept your Bible and find out what it means. First John, right side of book, chapter 3. Okay, First John. Looking at chapter 3, verses 3, 4, 8, 9, and 10. Okay, First John, chapter 3. Verse number three, it says, Every man that hath this hope in him purify himself, even as he is pure. Verse number four, Whosoever committeth sin transgress also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. Eight, he that committeth sin is one of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For his purpose, the son of Yahweh, was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Nine, whosoever is born of Yahweh doth not commit sin, for his deed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of Yahweh. Ten, in this the children of Yahweh are manifested. And the children of the devil, whosoever doeth not righteousness, is not of Yahweh, neither he that loveth not his brother. Even if I comment on that, I ain't even comment on it. You heard it playing what he said. Read verse uh, 4 again. Read verse 4 again. Uh, verse 4 again. Verse number 4 says, Whosoever committeth sin, transgress also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. Although uh, so smoking and drinking is bad for you, unless you're doing your drinking on the feast day. Smoking and drinking is bad. That's bad for you. You know, that's bad. But sin is the breaking of the law, statutes, and commandments. That's what sin is in the eyes of your mighty one. Sin is not keeping his laws, statutes, and the commandments. That is sin. The biblical definition of sin is you not keeping the laws, statutes, and the commandments. Now, that's sin. Now, what, which, one is, which one is the main law that you're not keeping? What's going on? Huh? Sin is not you and what, you know, it's not good. Uh, Shall dress. That ain't sin. It looks like you go to church and they say, look at that woman with that old shawl dress on. You see, there's no big diggers. They get up on that. They get up and see that. That was a big diggers. They get up in a minute. You see, and hope you get the Holy Ghost, you know, and run upstage and fall down. You just shout dress on. That'll get them old big dickens. They get up then, don't they? Now they're not a real piece. But if you hear called Mama Julie, 
some good precepts going on. So in 28 verse 12, Elder, now you're struggling a good stuff now, Elder, so continue. Come on, 28 verse 12. Okay, chapter 28, verse number 12. Make sure that's right. 28, 12. 12 says, The young one shall open unto him, thee, his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto the land in this, this season, and to bless all the work of thine hand, and thou shall lend unto many stations. And thou shalt not borrow. Deuteronomy so, 2812. So what is the blessing? What is the blessing of the children of Israel led by Judah that they repaid your risk? That thing you got repaid your risk, that's the blessing. Right there. You don't need to have no woozy, you have no knife in your sock, none of that. The blessing you got is repaid your risk. Yahweh, and that's why, you know, I, we went to, I, got, I got to tell that story again. We went to a restaurant, and um, this was some of the congregation. I think mother probably remember that. And and we were sitting in this restaurant, and it was a, you know, I'm going to take out tonight, the night, it's a food restaurant, yeah. So we ordered, what well, we ordered, and we ordered. But we seem to, you know, the one that was bringing out, well, since I was bringing the place out. But all of a sudden, the, the back door opened up back there. And guess what we seen back there? We seen old Judah hands that stuck all off into the flowers. <laughs> we seen old Judah, old big Judah, old, old female Judah. That's who in the back. They, they, they got them in the back room back there. And they the one making all that good food. You know why? Because the world knows one day in your hands. And that's why they always get you. Even when they went over there and got a part of you from the, the west coast of Shem, they call the land of Africa. They knew what they knew, they knew what they wanted. They knew the people they wanted. They wanted them Israelites. Some Judah bishop and Levi and Simeon. Because you know the blessings in their hands. They will be good for our sugar mines, cotton fields. Uh, you know, Pick our cotton and everything. Because they, they know, see, the, the world know today the blessing is in your hand. Don't you know in everything you do, you can be the best and the worst in it? <clears throat> best and the worst in everything. Everything going right now, we the best and the worst in it. We the best and the worst because the blessing is in our hand. And we don't know it. That's that thing. Rip past your wrist is your blessing. They're not going to, uh, they ain't going to tell you that. But uh, they should make sure you in their kitchen. Hmm? They can make sure you in their kitchen. Okay. I'll leave that alone. Now, now, mother, so now, so it was a prophecy in 33rd of Deuteronomy 1 and 7, the blessing. So, what? Blessing do Judah have when you read verse 7 again. Now, all we can do is read verse 7 again. So, where is Judah's blessing at? Now, read verse 7. Then just holler out to the national audience where is Judah's blessing at. After you read the Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 7. 
And this is the blessing of Judah. And he said, hear Yahweh, the voice of Judah, and bring him unto his people. Let his hands be sufficient for him, and be thou and help to him from his enemies. His hands. His hands. You see that, Judah? All you got to do is get this old Bible and just turn the page. Your blessings in your hand. Judah. Yeah, Judah, the blessings in your hand. Why didn't they change the name Judah to the word called a Jew, Jewish, and Judaism? They don't have anything to change your name. But one thing they could never change about Judah and Jeremiah 14, verse 2. They could never change the mother of Israel. That it's also in a back of verse depicted Judah in Jeremiah 14, verse 2. Now let's see let's see them pull this off of here. Let's see you you can change the name all you want, but let's see you pull off this 14 verse 2 of Jeremiah. What does it say? Jeremiah chapter 14, verse 2. Judah mourneth, and the gates thereof languish. They are black unto the ground. Take that stuff. Now pull that off. Now pull that off. You you can you can you can bend yourself all you want, but pull that off right there. Huh? Get get behind the microphone and pull that off. Although you wear them Undertaker's uh, hat and suit, the party hat, the black party hat, and the Undertaker's suit, but pull that off right there. See, we know by reading the Bible, we watch the Bible on you. We don't worry about you uh, saying you, that you mean. We, according to the Bible, you don't lie with the Bible. That's not Because he had a prophecy. He said, he, he had a prophecy, mother. He says, in the book of Isaiah 22, he says, I'm going I'm to whoop you. I'm going to whoop you, 12 tribes. I'm going to whoop you, 12 tribes. I'm going to whoop you now. But I'll tell you what I'm not going to do. It's something that I'm not going to do. He said, I'm going to whoop you. It's 29, 22. And the 29th chapter, Mother of Israel, he said, now, he told Isaiah, he said, Isaiah, I'm going to whoop, I'm going to whoop them real good, no doubt about it, because they, they're not going to do right. They're not going to pay you no never mind, because they don't pay me no never mind. But I'll tell you one thing I'm not going to do, and 29, verse 22. He said, I'm going to whoop them in every generation. I'm going to whoop them. I'm going to keep their back bent down in every generation. But one thing I'm not going to do to the 12 tribes of Israel. And what is that? 29, 22. Isaiah, Isaiah 29, verse 22. Therefore, thus says Yahweh, who redeemeth Abraham concerning the family of Israel shall not now be ashamed, neither shall his face now wax pale. <laughs> he said, he said, I don't care. One thing I'm not going to do, the children of Israel, you will never have the blood showing through your skin with the pale look. That's not you. So 
So, so the children of Israel is not pale. Mm-hmm. What kind of pale? Hey, mother, what kind of pale in uh, what kind of pale in twenty-five verse twenty-five and twenty-six of Genesis? What kind of pale are we talking about? He said, well, I'm paying about the children of Israel. He said, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat you real good until you wake up and keep this covenant. But one thing I'm not going to put on you, you're not going to look pale. Pale means the blood is showing through your skin. That's not going to be you. So you, you know, you're feeling the bus and you see that you're passing on the back. That's real, 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 real. And you see blood shows his skin, get him on the back, and you see his blood moving quicker. You know that's no, you're not gonna be that Israel. You're not gonna be pale. But what kind of pale are we talking about? And just the twenty five, twenty five and twenty four. What is that? Genesis twenty five, twenty five and what? And twenty six. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Twenty five and twenty. 25, 25, 26. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Genesis 25, 25, verse 25, verse 26, verse 25. And the first came out red all over like a hairy garment, and they called his name Esau, 26. And after that came his, came came his brother out, and his hand took hold on Esau Hill, and his name was called Jacob. Mm-hmm. And That's good. So they, they ain't missing the color of Jacob. You know why? Because he looked like everybody else. But they missing the color of, of somebody that was come out different. Now, who, now who came out different, mother? What, who came out different that they had to mention about his color? Who was that? Verse he 25. saw. What, he what saw. color he came out? What color he came out? Red. He came out red. What kind of red? What kind of red? According Pale. to 29, 22 of Isaiah. Pale red. Pale red. Now, all you got to do now, the old around the world, wait till the news come on tonight and, and look at the faggot playing news tonight. And you'll see, you'll see, those that are doing the moderate, moderators or whatever, watch their shirt. Their shirt going to be white. And look at their face, and you tell me, you tell me tonight, at 10 o'clock news, come on, just look at the shirt and look at the face and see if anybody look like a light bulb or a drywall. You say, wait a minute. You know, you're not, you're not white. You you not color your shirt. You are pale red. You are Esau. <laughs> That's who you is. Esau. The people that been told by us that been done away with. No, you ain't done away with. You just undid something and that we just can't quit figure it out. But Yahweh's boys of the Israelite have figured this thing out. Because they can read Jeremiah um, 49, chapter 9, verse 10. See, we can, it's not that we couldn't read, we just couldn't read no English. So English is the newest language on the planet. 
We didn't speak English. We didn't speak Spanish. We spoke Hebrew, proper Semitic. You whoop Spanish in us and you whoop English in us. Don't say, well, you know, cats come out. Well, they learn how to read. They learn how to read English. Moses wrote the pattern of everything else. Moses, every opportunity of Israel know how to read and write. He just couldn't read English because English didn't even exist. I wasn't even thought about the 449 A.D. It became official language in 1382. The Bible was closed in 96 A.D. There was no such thing as no English or Spanish. They had to whoop that in you. So if you're proud that you can quote the English language and the Spanish language, so what? That language was whooped on you. Good. Good. That, that was you got to know. And it's going to remain on you until when? Hold that one and see how long it's going to remain on you. Hey, Mother, give me Zephaniah 3, 8 through 10. Let's see how long that's going to remain on you. That's why you got to understand something. When the school is put together, the teachers that's going to be teaching that school, you got to teach by the spirit of Yahweh because our youth needs some help. But he's helping the word of Yahweh. He's a hell of a And he's helping his word. They need to know who they are. What the Yahweh gave you. They need to know what he told you to eat and what not to eat. That you know some things. That's what we got to teach hard. When we call this broadcast and be humble for six nights a week. Six nights a week we're on the broadcast. And we come humble. But it's time for you to wake up, children of Israel. That Spanish language and English language was whooped into you. So if you are English major, don't get proud of being that. If you're a Spanish major. Don't be proud to be that. You were whooped into both of them languages. The language you spoke had no vowels. The vowels were then brought into the 6th to the 9th century, A, E, I, O, and U. Them words didn't even them blank, blank, them letters didn't even exist until the 6th to the 9th century by the Masoretta and the sons of the of Esau. They brought in them languages. So you got an A. That was brought over you in the 6th century to the 9th century. You spoke 22 alphabet of pure Semitic language with no vowel. So it ain't no Yahweh, it ain't no Yah. It ain't no Jehovah or Jesus. They never heard none of them names. Jehovah or Jesus. Oh Lord, oh God. Some English words. After they kick out the four letters in your mind, but it left it out. Four letters, Y W L. That's the true name of the creator. Y H W A. You can't pronounce it, don't worry about it. Just say Y H W A. We'll give it to you in time to come. But look at Mother Gary reading seven out three, eight down in verse ten. Let's see what he told the seal to put it right. Seven out three, eight, nine and ten. Say what, Mother? Zephaniah, chapter 3, verse 8 to 10. Mm-hmm. Verse 8 reads, Therefore wait 
you upon me, says Yahweh, until the day that I raise up to the prey. For my determination is to gather the nations that I may assemble the kingdom to pour upon them my indignation, even all my fierce anger, for all the earth shall be devoured with the fire of my jealousy. Verse 9, for then will I turn pure language that they may all call upon the name of Yahweh to serve him with one consent. Verse 10, from beyond the rivers of Ethiopia, my supplanter, even the daughters of my dispersed, shall bring mine offering. Mm-hmm. He said, you're not going to get the pure language until he beat up every nation. Then he's going to turn you back to the pure language. So those that sit there and say, well, you know, I'll learn how to speak five, six different languages. So what? You don't get the pure language that they beat out of you until he returns. Uh, then you all going to call on the how many letters, mother, with one consent? How many letters? Four letters. Why is Why is that? Then you'll be able to have a language with IHWA. So all that, all is in malice right now. If you got the four letters right, Y-H-W-A, you can speak ten mm-hmm. different languages. So what? When Yahweh said, when I beat everybody up, then I'm going to turn you to a pure language. You all might call on him with one consent, some four letters, mm-hmm. Y-H-W-A. So you over there spending the money in Hebrew school that was put together by Eliezer Ben-Yehuda in 1948 with their number of gumbo language. He put every language he can into the pot, like a gumbo. He had every language that he was thought of. Now they over there speaking a gumbo language. Like, this, is, this is the Hebrew. It ain't no Hebrew. Hebrew got no vowels to it. That's called Semitic, probably. But Eliezer Ben Yehuda is the one that you're speaking behind. And he gumbo that language up. That's a gumbo mm-hmm. language. Like a New Orleans style put crab legs and, and catfish heads and octopus, <laughs> put it all in there and say, this is a gumbo. Then you want to know.
and you don't eat all the hogs and you tell those preachers, put your hand on this hog and pray over the hog. You can't. Do you know what's written in 14 verse 4, Mother D of Israel, and Elder Gideon 34, 30 verse 4 of Sirach. Do you know what's written in this Bible? Do you know in the book of Job, verse number 14, verse 4, what is it there, Mother D of Israel? Job 14, 4. Mm-hmm. What is it? Say? chapter 14 verse 4 who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean not one not how many not one but your preacher your preacher just made it clean he'll pray over the hall he'll mm. pray over the hall but now he'll made it clean mm. but the bible said not one mm. but your preacher he, he'll put it his hands over the over the hall, and he don't pray for the hall. And now everybody can get a plate after him and the first lady. You see me in there? And why, they, why they got that high blood pressure pills they take it? That's why you taking them pills. High blood pressure, sugar diabetes, cancer. You eat that all. You know, Yahweh told you not to eat. Precept, Elder, 34, 4, what it say? Surah. In the book of Surah, chapter 34, reading verse 4, says, Of an unclean thing, what can be clean? And from that thing which is false, what truth can come? Okay, verse number four says, Of an unclean thing, what can be cleaned? And from that thing which is false, what truth can come? But the preacher, your preacher made it true. He unblessed the hog. He unblessed the hog and the catfish and the shrimp and the Chinese food. He unblessed them all. He unblessed all the Chinese food. Okay? He unblessed Because, you know, that old preacher, he told me, I didn't call his name out. He said, you know, I got a, I, I got a, a, not a contract, but a, but this Chinese uh, all-unique restaurant, he told me if I bring all my members there, that he'll give me a, a free a free place. I said, yeah, it's all you eat. So the preacher get a a, a a a free plate 
and they double charge everybody else on these octopuses and Let's see what he said about this. 
Japanese and the Chinese. What do we say about them that they did to you? But we ain't going to read number 22 and 23. But it was a reminder to Moses what the Japanese and the Chinese did to you. It was a reminder to Moses to tell the children of the book called the Children of Israel, the one you call African-American, Negro in color, and Puerto Ricans and Mexicans and Latinos. Tell them this. Read verse 4. Read a little bit. Come on. Go down to verse 6. That's the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 23. That's right here. Is that Deuteronomy, chapter 23, verse 4 to 6? Let's see. Am I talking here? Yeah. Hi, you have Deuteronomy. Okay, well, I'm just trying to um, confirm that with a hallelujah law. But anyway, Deuteronomy chapter 23, reading verses 4 to verse number 6 says, verse 4, Because they met you not with bread and with water in the way, when you came out of Egypt, and because they hired against thee, Bela, the son of Belor and Petra of Macedonia, to curse thee. Five, nevertheless, the Yahweh the Yahweh would not hearken unto Balaam, but the Yahweh the Yahweh turned the curse into a blessing unto thee, because the Yahweh the Yahweh loved thee. Verse number six, thou shalt not seek their peace, nor their prosperity, all thy days forever. Verse 6 says, Thou shalt not seek their peace, nor their prosperity, all thy <laughs> days forever. He said, you don't seek their peace, nor their prosperity forever. That means when they open up a, a big old Japanese Chinese restaurant in your neighborhood, you're supposed to pay them no never mind. So you see what he said? You see, you don't seek their prosperity. They got a whole place called Nine Avenue called Twenty Second Street. Something. What did it tell you not to do? Read verse six again. Look what he said. Look what he said about the Japanese and Chinese in verse six again. Reading verse number six says, "Thou shalt not seek their peace, nor their prosperity, all thy days forever." But ever don't now that don't mean forever. See, the word forever, now, it don't mean forever. Like the preacher said, he got to, he, he, he can go to the Chinese buffet, uh, buffet and he get a free meal, but the, but the people got to pay. But he get a free meal, him and the first lady. But what did y'all want to say? He told you why. When you're coming up out of the land of Egypt, they hide a soothsail to try to curse you. And you were trying to go through their land and get to your land. And they never repent for what they did. And they repent today for what they did for you. He said they didn't repent. And when you come by the land of Egypt, they did not meet you with bread and water. They hired a soothsayer to curse you. 
But Yahweh turned a curse into a blessing. He said, now, until they repent, which they ain't never did, he said, what you do in verse 6 again, El? But he said, for you do, oh, 12 tribes of Israel. You're the one that when you are uh, coming home, baby, well, stop by the Chinese restaurant and bring me some, uh, some, uh, some buffalo wings or something. Here's that, you might say. But look what Yahweh says in verse number 6. Verse number 10. Oh, verse, verse number 6. Thou shalt not seek their peace nor their prosperity all the days forever. What that, what, what that mean? Hey, help the national audience out what that means about the Chinese and the Japanese. Whatever prosperity they got, whatever restaurant they open up, whatever swim fried rice they got, what, what do that verse 6 mean? Mean don't participate in it at all. It means don't participate or associate with that at all. Now you see that? Now you see why we need a school? You see why we're not getting our blessings? Everything Yahweh tells us not to do, we do it anyway. Now, every Chinese and Japanese restaurant is, guess who in it? And guess what they be looking for? The first abandoned place that they turn into one of them supermarket stores, superstores, or uh, sell you shrimp and and pork by rice and beef by rice. But have, have you ever noticed when you eat that beef by rice, you that you remember you remember, I remember a guy told me. He said, why beef look like it's like it's rubber, it's stretchy. It's like it's stretched like a rubber man. I ain't gonna get off in that I'm leave that alone. But the problem is saying, look, long as we keep on violating the Bible, we ain't got nothing coming. And that's why it's so important to get in where you fit in at and set the school up to help your your your, your young ones behind you. Maybe you won't give on yourself. Okay, fine. But what about the younger ones come behind you? You want them to follow the same train you in? That's why the school is so important. Huh? That's why it's so important for the school. Yeah. To teach the young ones. Because you know the young ones is messed up from two years old on up. You can take a two year old, you take your grandbaby now, two years old, say, Wait, where, where, where Jesus at? Which one of these pictures is Jesus? You know, you're going to somebody look like somebody else. They're going to look like, you know, that, 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 they had that little doll thing back in the, back in the day. It said, what doll you like, young, young girl? I like that, that white one over there. Why? Because that old one is dirty looking. Well, they look like you. Oh, see that? You see, you see that? You see what it is? I think Bill Crosby or somebody ran that back in the day. But he got a rude awakening too, didn't he? See, we come humble to you. Listen, make a call from the Bible. Stop making a personal call from your emotion. Why don't you make your description back up what you get ready to do? That's all I'm saying. 
Now, I got I to get one more mother. I know we hold a lot of things, but I, I got to get one more in because it was already prophesied. In fact, we got two verses that, that we got to get. We got to get the prophecy of the father telling Judah his position. In the 49th chapter, verse 1, 8 through 10, I want you to listen to the prophecy, what the father said about one you call African-American, Negro, color, and super color. It's a prophecy on him. Do you know they were told in the 49th chapter of Genesis about this guy by his father? He called all 12 sons, Mother G of Israel, and he said something in the 49th chapter, verse 1. Then we'll skip down to 8 through 10. Let's see what he says. Okay. All right. I'm trying to get my page. This is 49, verse 1 and 8 through 10. This is 49, verse 1. And Israel called unto him, his sons, and said, Gather yourselves together that I might tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. Verse 8. Judah, thou art he whom your brother shall praise. Thou hand shall be in the neck of thine enemy. Thy father's children shall bow down before you. Verse 9. Judah is a lion's wealth. From the prey, my son, thou art gone up. He stoops down. He couched as a lion, and as an old lion, who shall rouse him up? Verses 10. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet. Until shallow Yahweh's son come, and unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Ain't that something? What, what, what are you going to say? He said, you, you, you want to give a law. He said, sooner or later, your brother's going to bow down to you. They're going to bow down to you. They ain't got no choice. They're going to look for you. You're the lawgiver. He said, mm-hmm. the scepter, that means rulership. It should be, it's going to come out of your loins, your blood, but there'll always be a bloodline Judah somewhere on the scene. He said, the other 11 tribes, I know they call you all kind of names today, but they're going to get salvation out of coming to you. And Judah, you got to hold down until Yahweh the Son returns. So Judah mm-hmm. got to hold this thing down until the return of Yahweh the Son. So I'm telling you now, Mr. Priest, it's all over the world. For you to get salvation, you must get it from, from Yahweh's son. He said, Judah. Judah is the one that's going to tell you what you got to do next. Because the precept on that is Zechariah 12, verse 7. Look at it saying Zechariah 12, verse 7. You, you got to understand this thing. If you're in the ministry and Judah not running the ministry, you're wasting your time. 
you just spending your time, free will off in the donation, and you're wasting your time. According to the Bible. Huh? Remember it says in 12, uh, precept in 12, verse 7, by the mouth of the seal. 12, verse 7 of Zechariah, what it say? Zechariah chapter 12, verse 7. For also shall say the tenth of Judah first, the first, that the greatness of the family of David and the greatness of the habitation of Israel do not magnify themselves against Judah. You think? Ten northern tribes, along with Benjamin, the one called Jamaica. Don't magnify yourself because when Yahweh comes, the first one he's going to save is Judah. What mm-hmm. order is Judah saved again? A mother, according, to, according to the prophecy now, what order is and who's going to be saved first? Judah. Yeah. And what order is Judah in? First. First. So they can take it away, on Jake. You can keep on kicking old Judah in the rear and all you want, but if you're going to get salvation, you got to find Judah. But Judah got to learn his word. And Judah ain't going to learn his word by, you know, Christian church, Islamic Judaism church. You ain't going to learn none of this. The only way you're learning this from is Yahweh's bosses of the true Israelites are fixing on the count. You will learn from the Bible. The Bible saying the one for be teaching today is Judah. Then once Judah taught you, then you teach your people. That's how it goes. But if you're not sitting up on the Judah, you're wasting your time. The first one you're going to say first is who, mother? Hey, mother, call the 12 verse 7. When, when he come back, who are you going to say first? Judah. You see that? And we read the prophecy in 49 verse 10, to hold down until Yahweh the song comes. That's why it's so important for this school, to get you prepared for the truth. You you worry about somebody going to you away from you. You ain't leaving here. You weren't born to leave here. That thing teaching you that. A three-year or seven-year rapture. Where you going? He coming here, and you going down, then you're going to miss him then. If he coming here, let me go WCC. Ooh, where is he coming here? Well, he'll read that in 14, 1 and 2. Read that. Hey, mother, read, read um, End Time Prophecy first, mother. Let's see if he coming here. In the 20th chapter of Revelation, mother, and Elder Adam, uh, 14.1.2. In the 20th chapter, mother of Israel, um, let's see what was that. Make it, make it, um, 20. You know, we have to sometimes stop off on things because the power to be they very shady. And what they'll do, they'll cut you off. 
So sometimes we have to. And Revelation chapter 21, mother. Can you help the WCC out in 21? What he says in um, verse number 2. 21 verse 2 of Revelation. What he says. Revelation chapter 21 verse 2. Mm-hmm. And I, John, saw the righteous city, new Israel, a new Yagda, mm-hmm. coming down from Yaqua out of heaven, prepared as the bride, adorned for her husband. What, 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 what was the city doing, Mother? What, what was the city doing? Coming down. That's right. That's right. So if 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 coming down and you going up, you gonna miss it. You see it? City coming down. <laughs> and I, and the sixteenth chapter can tell you how big it's gonna be. It's gonna be fifteen hundred miles four directions. So whoever in, in between uh the land of Israel, fifteen hundred miles four directions, they gotta bag up some. So now but you going you worry about a rapture. Like they tell you what church you gonna be out of here. See that's teaching from that's bad teaching. John is in prison and he writing that the the city, the new Judah, is coming down. Coming down from Yahweh out of heaven. See? But then you, but you've been taught with them degrees on the wall that you're going up, up and away. You see that? Now you've been taught you're going to be raptured away. And some say a three-year tribulation, seven years, they argue about how many years it's going to be. But both are wrong. Both are wrong. You wasn't created to leave here going up, up and away. You're not going up and away. That's teaching from somebody else. New city coming down, but you've been taught you going up. You see that? See? You see what you see? What you gonna happen to you then? And then and then you you devoted to them. You devoted to use the wrong name. You put all your time in there, and 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 you're doing a you're doing a fifty-five, one, two, and three. Uh, hey, mother, hey, mother, dear Israel, they're doing a fifty-five, mm-hmm. one, two, and three of ourselves. What they doing when they doing all that? I'm telling you, you know what? You might mean well. You might mean well. But you know what's written in Isaiah 55, 1, 2, and 3? What's written, mother? Isaiah chapter 55, verses 1 to 3. Verse 1. Ho, everyone that thirsts, that thirsts, come you to the water. And he that has no money, come, you buy, and eat, yea, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Verse 2, wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfies not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat you that which is good and let your soul delight itself 
in fatness. Verse 3, incline your ears and come unto me. Hear, and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you. Even the sure mercy of David. So he tell you he was good. Now, where, where your mind at on that? He was good. What 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 are you talking about? See what what what? With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.